The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're so excited that you've, that you've tuned in tonight. And this is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff. And as we start the show today, I'm hoping that you've had a great Memorial Day weekend and are ready to get started looking for jobs because this is what we're here to talk about at The Career Confidant. Whether you're unemployed or you're working, the tools and skills that you need to advance your own career is really what we're here to share. And the way that the job market is changing has created a lot more transition. We talked about this every show, that it's just created a lot more responsibility for you in being able to move yourself forward, right? Building your tool set, building your network, which we've talked about, to move your own career in the direction you want it to go, knowing that a company is not doing that for you in the world that we live in today. And we've talked a lot about leadership. We've talked about branding. We've talked about finding jobs. And each week I share my experiences after working with thousands of job seekers and leaders who are trying to advance their career And we bring in some guests that also give you some of that career intelligence that you need to move your career forward. And if you ever want to ask us a question, of course, you can do that by calling in live or by emailing me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And that's how most of you tend to get a hold of me is through that through that, and I'm happy to answer your questions uh, on the next show or whatever I can do to help you move forward in your career. So, if you're thinking about job search, especially, and you've been paying attention, you'll probably notice that there's a lot of job fairs starting to pop up around the country, and specifically even in the northern Colorado area. This is job fair season. Not quite sure why that is, but it seems to be that all of the companies are having job fairs, workforce centers are having job fairs, and even some of your schools later in the summer will be having some fairly large job fairs here in Colorado. All of the state schools get together and have a job fair in July. And when we're thinking about a job fair, there's some of the things that we want to get out of a job fair that may not be realistic. So we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about the seven most common mistakes 
that people make when they go to a job fair. And these I've seen over and over again as I usually go to our local networking group job fair here, the NoCoNet job fair, which is also coming up here on a Monday in June. They haven't announced the actual date yet, but if you're in northern Colorado, pay attention for that one. And I've been at that job fair for several years, welcoming people as they come in the door, helping them acclimate to the environment, see what's in the room. And a job fair can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first one. And so what do you do, right? What do you do when you go to a job fair? What should you expect? And we're going to start out by talking to some of the things that you want to watch out for, the things not to do. And then towards the end of the show, we'll kind of talk about here are the best things to do when you go to a job fair. So the first thing to think about is what is the purpose of a job fair? And you might say, well, companies are there looking to hire people. Well, sometimes. A lot of times companies are there with open positions. That's true. And as job fair organizers, that's what people hope to get. And as the economy gets better, you'll see that more and more there may actually be companies there that are looking to hire. However, lots of companies are there to network to learn more about what the market looks like, to maybe even help out the person who was doing the fair, right? They're, they're there to gather information. They may or may not have something available, and they may or may not have something available that fits for you. So that's the first mistake I see people make when they go to a job fair, is having unrealistic expectations about what that's going to look like in terms of their job search, right? If you go to a job fair expecting that people are going to have jobs for you, it's everybody's going to be looking to hire, you've got to know what the actual purpose of the fair is and how it's going to be set up, right? Are they going to have rooms to do interviews? If not, then obviously they probably won't be doing interviews there. Will they be accepting resumes? Sometimes, but not all the time. I don't really understand that one, why we go to a job fair and not collect resumes. But you will find people saying, oh, you need to apply online. And so don't let that throw you off. Don't let that expectation or or maybe that too high of expectation for the job fair get in your way. And we'll talk about at the end of the show today what I would hope you to set your expectation as. So that first mistake, the expectation that a job is going to come out of that career fair. The second thing that's very closely related is not doing the research before you go. So before you go to a fair, you want to get as much information as you can. What companies are going to be there? Most job fairs list the companies that will be in attendance. What types of positions are those companies hiring for? So if you can get the names of the companies, then it probably is on you to go to their websites, see what kind of open positions they have, 
and to really understand before you go which companies you want to talk to, which companies have open positions, which companies may not have open positions but are interesting. And you're kind of planning some of the things we're going to talk about here, but you've got to do the research to be able to do that piece, to be able to plan the rest of of what I see that goes wrong for people and to, to make that not go wrong for you, that research up front is going to be key. If you can't find online what organizations are going to be there, contact the organizer, see if you can get that list, or at least get some kind of idea of who they're expecting. So when you're doing that that research, you're really looking at what, who's going to be there, what type of, of positions, if there's any connections that you have there, right? We've talked about LinkedIn and doing LinkedIn as a research tool. And so you can use LinkedIn to see if there's people that you know that work there, or maybe who's the HR person, right? Who's their recruiter? You might be able to see who's going to be there the actual person before you get there by using some of those tools. That's kind of an extra layer of research and, and being comfortable with knowing the company, the positions, and then even deeper, if you can see the actual HR people who may be the ones that are attending the job fair. The research also can be very basic just to understand who's putting on the job fair can tell you a little bit about the types of companies that might be there, right? If it's a workforce center who's putting on the job fair, you'll probably have more diversity of companies and and maybe some more entry level or um, blue collar types of jobs there. But workforce centers have gotten fairly diverse in the types of employers that they work with. You're looking at the like there are local networking group job fair. You could look back and see who's been to their networking group in the recent past, what recruiters have been coming. If those recruiters have been coming to the meetings, they might be at the job fair. So making those connections, being aware of who might be there, and being aware of the overall kind of purpose of the event. So if you're not doing your research, it's hard to set your expectations. And what I see is then you come in the door and you're disappointed. And when you're disappointed, it's visible, right? And I think sometimes when we are doing a lot of job search activities, but especially at a job fair, we can we can end up looking like a disappointed person and really turning off some of those employers that maybe we wanted to build relationships with because it didn't the the fair didn't meet our expectations so if you're doing your research and setting those expectations hopefully that will be less likely to be you and that was one of the stories that just burned into my mind. I was talking to a recruiter for some kind of stereo company and he had recently been to a job fair and this was a couple years ago when the economy was probably at its bottom and job search was hard and he said to me, you know, I would never hire anyone that came to that fair. And I was like, wow, that is a pretty harsh statement. Why wouldn't, why, what was, what was it about the attendees that, that make you say that? And he said they all looked like 
beaten puppies, right? And he was not that nice about it, kind of an outspoken guy. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And he said, I'm looking for somebody to represent my organization, to be a go-getter. He was looking for a salesperson, right? And nobody had the right attitude. Nobody had the right fortitude, that spark that attracted me and, and I thought would attract my customers. And that's always been in my mind that a lot of times people go to these things with expectations, like I said, that don't get met and then we're frustrated or maybe we, we go and, and we're not exactly ready and we're going to talk a little bit more about some of those things. But when you're at a job fair, in essence, you're at an interview, right? You're at an interview in the most basic sense of that first three seconds that you meet someone at that job fair is what you've got to impress them, to show them your attitude, to show them your spark. And if you haven't researched who's going to be there and done some of the things we're going to talk about, then you might not come across the way that you want to, or you may be disappointed and people will see that. So before you go, before you even do some of the other stuff we're going to talk about, if you know a job fair is coming that you're interested in going to, your first step is really to do that research and to check your expectations, to really think about what you hope to get out of it. And we're going to talk about that at the end, setting some goals, but to make sure that we've got those realistic expectations set before we go so that we're not walking around without that spark, without that energy that we need to make good connections to people, to make a good first impression, and to put our best foot forward really in that relationship with that employer or that recruiter. And sometimes we underestimate the power of the recruiter, the power of that HR person in helping us get where we want to go. You know, a lot of times people talk about avoiding the gatekeeper. And when we talk about job search and the hidden job market, we talk about that. But when you're at a job fair, you need to recognize the ability of that person to help you when you are ready to move forward. And when they like you, they'll help you do that. So we're going to talk about some of the other mistakes that people make when they go to a job fair when we come back from a short break. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. 
Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Calling all CFOs, finance, and risk professionals. Your call to action is to help your company achieve financial excellence. How? Master risk management, cost control, and strategic decision-making by implementing game-changing technology advances like mobile, in-memory, and cloud computing, and more. Where? Learn from top thought leaders each week on Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Join us for Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. All right, you are back with The Career Confidant, and this is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and we are talking today about job fairs. You check your local workforce center, your local organizations that put on job fairs. My guess is that they have one coming up this summer, and we're talking about how you can have a great approach, how you can feel successful after you go to that job fair. And we're going through the seven top mistakes that I see people making. And so before the break, we were talking a little bit about setting those expectations and doing your research. So going in with some good goals for the, for the event, which we'll talk about more here at the very end, and doing the research and all the ways you can do that research to know who's going to be there, what they're looking for, what type of people. And the next mistake I see people make is not knowing how they're going to approach a company. So they don't know what to say. Right, So you walk up to a a table, the recruiter says, hi, it's nice to meet you. Guess what? Sometimes those recruiters aren't that great at starting conversations either, right? They're tired or they may not be an an extroverted person. And so you might need to know what you want to say about yourself. What questions do you want to ask? Those conversation starters are going to be key And again, you can't do that unless you have done the research to know who's going to be there and what kind of conversation you might want to have with them. So not knowing what you want to say appears in a couple of different ways. The first and and maybe most frustrating for a recruiter is when they say, what types of work are you looking for? And you say, oh, well, I'm really looking for anything wrong wrong answer right as a recruiter what a recruiter hears is I don't really know what I want to do or I don't really care or I'm desperate and I just need a job none of those are attractive to an employer so when you're walking up to that employer you need to have some idea of how you add value Right? Even if they don't have a position posted that fits for you, 
If you're interested in working there, when they ask that question, it is our responsibility to give them our little our little tiny sales pitch, right? I don't really want a huge elevator pitch. I want maybe one or two sentences that's very clear. No obtuse, abstract definitions here, but very concise and clear about what you want to do. Know what box to put yourself in for that organization because most HR people, recruiters, are looking for boxes, right? They've got a definition of a person that they need and and they want someone who can come in, plug in, and get that thing done. This idea of kind of the jack-of-all-trades works in some organizations, but in bigger ones, and especially some of the ones that you might have at a job fair, you'll want to know what box you're going to define yourself as, clear and concise. So are you an accountant, right? Are you an administrative assistant? Are you... Whatever box you might want to put yourself in, be clear and concise about that. It's what you do. And then you might have one other sentence about how you're unique, right? How you're different, whatever that brand statement is for you. If it can come across as genuine and not overly salesy, you might be able to share that up front with the employer. So I'm an administrative assistant. I'm really looking for an opportunity to support a C-level executive in getting projects done and moving a business forward, right? Whatever it might be, that's that's very factual about what you do and what some of your strengths are or your goals are. Positive, future-focused, right? So I don't want you to say, oh, well, I used to do this and then I was doing this. They don't need the life story. They just need this is what I'm looking for and this is what I have to offer. Then you want to have some good questions. Recruiters at a job fair aren't going to have tons of time to talk to you, right? It's not going to be a a networking conversation. And one or two good questions about the company, about what they're looking for, about the trends can really help you get an information and start a little bit of a relationship. Just like networking or any other face-to-face interaction, what you're really trying to do here is build that relationship with that person standing across from you at the job fair. You're going to have a very limited amount of time to do that. And so you'll want to think about all of the things that help you build relationships. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show when we go through the, the do's. So that number three mistake is not knowing what you're going to say. Either I don't know, I, or being obtuse and fuzzy and trying to be everything to everybody, right? All of those types of approaches can lose your hiring manners, hiring manager's attention at a job fair where they're going through people quick and, and trying to do the best that they can do to see as many candidates as possible. So, As we're going up and we're approaching these folks, the number three mistake that I see people make is not having a professional approach, not have, and, you know, not taking the job fair seriously. So although we may be talking about expectations and how we need to have realistic expectations, this job fair is still serious business. And so you might think, well, what does not taking it seriously look like? Oh, let me count the ways. So the first is how you dress. How you dress at a job fair matters. You might even take it a step up from what you would look like at an interview. 
or at least what you would look at like at an interview. And that looks different all over the country. It looks different for different industries, right? You got to know your your industry. You got to know your town. And then I want you to look good. Suits fine at a job fair, especially if you are a mid to upper level professional. If you are a blue collar worker, I want what you would wear to an interview at the minimum, right? You don't really need your steel toed boots. So if you've got nicer shoes, put those on. And no jackets, no coats. So if you got a suit jacket or a nicer suit jacket kind of thing, great. If you're wearing your coat, your jacket, your rain jacket, take that off, find a place to hang it up or leave it in the car if you don't need it to get from your car to the the place. So number one thing that drives me crazy at these job fairs that I work at, because I'm at the door trying to help people, and I'll say, you know, can I take your coat? There's a place to hang up your coat. Oh, no, I'm fine. Well, your jacket looks junky, right? It's hiding that great shirt you've got on. Sometimes it's hiding a not great shirt that, that people have on, but thinking about what you're wearing and how you look and being a professional is part of the game. That also flows into what you have with you, right? If you're carrying a pad folio or a briefcase or a purse, is that professional? Is it easy for you to get into and out of? All of those pieces of your first impression I see as people not taking it seriously. Some of the other things that happen when people are not taking it seriously, they're talking on their phone or texting. I know you're waiting in line for the job fair, but you should be listening to that HR person talking to the people in front of you. What great research, right? And you're already there. You're already spending your time there. So make the most of it. Get off the phone. In fact, keep put the phone in the car, right? And be able to really focus on listening to the person in front of you, Maybe you're even networking with other job seekers in line in whatever way you can use that time for the purpose that you've set it aside for and get the most out of the job fair. So take it seriously. Take it seriously as you would an interview so that you've got prepared, you know what you're going to say, and then you look the part, you act the part while you're there and you're getting the most out of the the opportunity that you can, right? So that was the fourth mistake I see people not taking it seriously. So we've talked about the expectations of jobs. We've talked about not doing your research, talked about not knowing what we want to say, and now maybe not taking it as seriously as we could. So the fifth mistake that I see people, and it kind of goes along with not taking it seriously, is not having a resume with you. You may have been to a job fair where no one was taking resumes. Again, I'm not quite sure why I would go to a job fair and not have a resume or not take resumes, but people do it. Don't let that discourage you from not bringing a resume in the future. You want to have it ready when people are asking you. Now, you might say, well, that's a duh. Well, let's look at that resume a little deeper. It can't be a generic resume just because you're going to a job fair. The word generic in a resume just, it doesn't work anymore. I still need that resume to be something that speaks to who you are and what you have to offer. If you've done your research ahead of time, you've figured out what companies are going to be there, you can still target it at least to, hey, this is one box, right? This is one 
one brand, one set of skills that I've packaged together for these companies. And maybe you've got a different set of skills, a different package that you put together for the other companies, but trying to put it all into one, as one of my colleagues would say, trying to wear your whole closet is not going to work, right? And so you will waste the opportunity to put the resume in front of someone if it's not tailored and structured to tell them how you fit into some kind of a package of skills and how it might add value to their organization. So when you go to the job fair, don't make the mistake of thinking that you should bring a generic resume. You're still doing your research, doing the targeting, and making sure that that resume speaks to the organizations that are going to be there, to the types of work that you can do. It's easier for some of you than for others, but you really want to make sure that you have a packaged set of skills for that employer to look at and have it available in case they're, they're accepting resumes while you're there. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the last few mistakes here that people make when they're going to a job fair. So we will be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. All right. Well, welcome back to The Career Confidant. And this is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And tonight we are talking about job fairs and they're popping up all around the country. Summer seems to be a hot time for job fairs. Haha. Uh-huh. And we're talking about the top mistakes that I see people making when they come to a job fair. So we've talked a little bit about expectations and knowing what you want to get out of the job fair. We've talked about knowing what you want to say and how that 
relates to doing some research that you've done ahead of time. So those were the, the first three mistakes, not expecting jobs, not doing your research, not knowing what you want to say. And then we've talked about having the not doing the resume that's tailored to a skill set, right? That really packages you together. And to me, doing all of these things kind of flows into one of the other mistakes we talked about, which is not taking it seriously, right? How you dress, how you act, and really focusing your energy while you're there on getting the most out of the job fair. And you may kind of think, well, I'm, I'm not sure I'm doing any of these things. And pay attention to what other people are doing and, and looking like when you're at a job fair. And how can you be, how can you shine, right? How can you be more professional? How can you be more exciting? How can, or excited maybe? It's all about having that spark, having that attitude that we talked about earlier, right? Where you're excited and you're going to have to bring that to a job fair, right? There's usually not much exciting about a job fair. Sometimes there's a good buzz, but you're going to have to bring that energy with you. So we'll talk a little bit about that before we close out today. All right. So the sixth mistake that I see people do is to not bring a business card. And you might be thinking, well, if I'm bringing my resume, why do I need to bring a business card? Well, for those organizations who say they're not taking resumes, a business card gives you something else to offer them and gives you an opportunity to ask for theirs. Now, you can ask for theirs, of course, even if you don't bring one. Sometimes they'll have them set out on a table and sometimes they won't give you their business card. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. But if you bring a business card, it, it one gives you something to give to that employer. And so when I see people at a job fair who didn't bring a card and people aren't accepting resumes, they really don't have that professional look of, you know, here, here's my business card. The other thing a business card can do for you is give you an entree to network with other job seekers, maybe network with other staff who are there to help with the booth, whatever it might be, that business card is kind of your key to networking and always the opportunity to ask for someone's business card. To me, it's more important to get someone else's than to give your own. However, if you don't have one to give, it just creates that impression that you're not prepared, professional, all of those things that we want to be when we are networking, interviewing, job searching, job fairing, right? So bring those business cards. You can create them through buying the pull-apart cards at an office store and printing them at home. You can use some of the free online business cards. Some of them even already have a design for you so that you can have something that looks pretty. It doesn't need to have a title on it. Really, all it needs is your name and your contact information. And in the wonderful world that we live in today, I would say your LinkedIn address, right? One of the, the replays that we had here in the last month was the LinkedIn conversation with Vivica von Rosen. And 
we know that having your LinkedIn address on your card gives people a way to see your resume, even if they weren't taking resumes, right? Because you have some of that content on your LinkedIn profile and it gives them the opportunity to connect with you and it gives you the opportunity to connect with them. And also makes you look like you're up with the times. So if you're creating that that business card, simple is fine. You just want to make sure it has your name and contact information and preferably that LinkedIn address on it. So then thinking about, okay, we go to the fair, we've avoided some of these mistakes, right? We had good expectations. We knew what we wanted to say. We'd done our research. We were professional. We had a resume and a business card. And then we leave the job fair. And we go home and we get busy doing our job search activities or maybe we go back to work at a, at a job we're trying to leave and we get wrapped up and busy. So what happens is the majority of job seekers who attend a job fair do no follow-up afterwards. No follow-up. One of the biggest mistakes that I see over in, is in general, right? When we talked to Tony about networking, he said 80% of people don't follow up after a networking event. I would say it's pretty close to the same after a job fair. And part of that might be because we don't know how to follow up. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. And part of it may be that we don't get contact information. Again, having that that business card, being able to share that business card. And there's other ways that we can do our follow-up. So we'll, we'll talk about that. The number one key to follow-up and doing it well and doing it respectfully is in any way you can asking about follow-up when you're talking to the recruiter at the job fair. Would you like me to send you my resume via email? And sometimes a recruiter will put that out there, right? Oh, go ahead and send me your resume. Number one mistake, not doing it, right? We've got to follow through. So ask them what they prefer. Do they want your resume? Do they want you to apply online? Even if that's all they want you to do, do it. And then follow up in whatever other way you can. Email phone call. Ask that recruiter how they prefer for you to follow up. And and that gives you the permission and the it takes away some of the anxiety, right, of having to do that follow-up. And when we're doing the follow-up, we want to make sure that we're not we're not driving people crazy, right? So ask how they want to be followed up with and then give yourself two or three strikes and you're out. So you follow up, you don't hear back, you follow up, you don't hear back, depending on the conversation with that person and the relationship that you have, that may be enough, right? That may be all you get. If you had a good relationship and you were expecting to hear back from them or they said they had something interesting, then a third follow-up might make sense. But think about, you know, that we don't want to sound desperate. We want, don't want to do some of those things that get us in trouble in general in job search. And we want to follow up. So we're balancing those two pieces when we are doing our follow-up. So when we are there, we're collecting any kind of contact information that we can. 
And our little, you know, insider tip here, write down people's names. Even if they don't have a card, write down their name. What does that allow you to do? Well, it allows you to go on LinkedIn and at least have the opportunity of connecting with that person on LinkedIn, right? If you research them, type in their name in that search function, my guess is that if they're a recruiter for a company at their job fair, you'll probably able to be able to find them on LinkedIn and most likely be able to connect with them. If you look for a little round circle of dots by their, their name to the right of their name, you that means they're an open networker and so they'll connect with anyone. If that's not there, you might need some kind of connection information, a group that you share or whatever that might be to connect with them. But if you have that name, you at least have the opportunity. Now, if you aren't able to connect with them, maybe they're not a second level connection, you're not a group member, whatever it might be in LinkedIn, you can still view their profile If they're on LinkedIn enough, they'll see that you viewed their profile and it gives you some opportunity for them to connect, right? It's a very passive way of at least saying, hey, I found you. We saw each other at the job fair and you may get a connection that way if you cannot send them some kind of message. Now, as we've talked about on LinkedIn, please, please try not to send that generic message, which means that you have to go on an actual computer to do your follow-up on the computer so that you can send a personalized introduction request for connection, right? We met at the job fair, love to stay connected, interested in learning more about the company, whatever it might be that's in that personalized message that you do when you're following up. So when do you want to do that? In the first 24 hours hours. So I want you to follow up within the first 24 hours after that job fair. So schedule time now, schedule time before you go to know that you're going to do that follow up after the job fair within 24 hours. So we are doing this job fair, we're going into it, we've, we've got good expectations, which we're going to talk about here as we close. And when we leave, we're doing our follow-up so that the time we spent there, the effort that we put in goes and has the opportunity to re- result in something, right? I know that there's a lot of stuff that happens at job fairs that doesn't have any outcomes, but I can tell you that if we don't follow up, we're for sure not going to get any outcomes, right? That whole, we miss 100% of the shots we don't take thing. Well, you're probably not going to get someone from a job fair actively pursuing you if you're not doing some of these follow-up things. There's just too many people there. There's too many resumes they're collecting. There's too many online applications, right? So that follow-up really is the backbreaker. If you do it, you have a chance. If you don't do it, very little chance of getting anything out of that job fair. So we've gone through our seven mistakes. When we come back from the break, we're going to recap those. And then we're going to talk about four key things that you need to make sure you do. So a reiteration of some of those seven mistakes, but the four key things that you need to do to have a successful job fair. So we'll be right back.
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are the challenges of economic uncertainty and the pressures of global competition wreaking havoc on your company strategy? To succeed in today's fast-paced, high-tech business landscape, companies must continually adapt while driving innovation and exploiting new opportunities. Listen for Quantum Business Insights with host Olivia Parr-Rudd. Our guests will include thought leaders from around the world discussing and exploring the concepts that will move companies forward in these uncertain times. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. All right, so we have been talking tonight here on The Career Confidant about the seven most common mistakes that I see made at job fairs. So, you are looking to go to a job fair. You want to watch out for having expectations of getting a job, right? Number one mistake I see people make is having the expectation that they're going to get a job out of that fair, right? Get a call the next day and say, oh, we want to hire you. It's just not the way the process works. Number two, not doing your research, right? So, walking in and not knowing who's there, walking in not knowing what to expect, do that research. Know who's going to be there, what companies, what they're hiring for, and who you want to talk to, which leads into the third mistake, not knowing what to say, right? Make sure that you know what you want to say about yourself. Keep it clear, concise. Remember it. They are moving quickly. The fourth one, not having a resume or probably more commonly having a generic resume, I still need you to package yourself for me so that I know where, to, where you fit and how you add value. The fifth one, not having business cards. It's that opportunity for you to share your information if they're not taking resumes. The sixth one is not taking it seriously. 
right? Dress as you would for an interview. Be there. Be on. Be positive. And we're going to talk about some of those things and how we want to get our energy up here as we close. And the last one, not following up. Biggest mistake that I see people make on the other side of having unrealistic expectations creates a perfect storm of having these great expectations and then not following up, which means nothing's going to happen. And the waves are crashing and we're upset about this opportunity because we didn't sandwich it nicely with having good expectations and following up to make something happen, right? We are in charge of making something happen. So when we're setting our expectations, set some good goals, right? Those goals similar to networking, right? Doing research, learning more about the companies, meeting some some people, getting contact information for at least a, a couple of people, whatever it might be for your goals, but they need to be bigger focus than getting a job, right? When you're focused on that one outcome, you're most likely going to be disappointed. So focus on research, focus on learning, focus on on building relationships, which is the number two thing that we want to think about. So the first is expectation. The second is relationships. You are there to try to make a connection with the person across the table. It means you got to make that good first impression, clear and concise about what you do, and positive and energy, right? It's all about, it's kind of like speed dating, right? And I know that people talk about this, but it's really that ability to connect with the person across the table so that they remember you, so they like you, so they help you, That's what you're trying to get out of a job fair, if at all possible. That's the best thing you can get is a relationship with that HR person or recruiter who's going to want you to put in, want to put you in front of their hiring managers. That's what we're looking for. And so be thinking about all of those relationship pieces. And if your focus is there instead of on the job, you'll probably have a much better time too. Even as an introvert, right? You can talk one-on-one with this person across the table from you and focus on them, focus on building that relationship, let all of the other people around you go and just focus there one-on-one on that relationship. So the third thing is energy. So to build relationships and to achieve our goals, we have to have good energy when we go. So when you're going to a job fair and you know you're going to a job fair that day, it's, it's a good time for you to focus on your energy, right? Go for a walk that morning. Do whatever you do. If you meditate, if you pray, all of those things that Chuck talked about at the very beginning of January, right? Setting your intent for that day and making sure you think consciously about your energy, about your smile, about all of those things that attract us to people and make connections. That energy is going to be very important for you, especially if you're an introvert, to gather it up and have it there for you to be able to show it and shine while you are there. So get that energy together before you go. Get that 
by being prepared, it, all of it, it looks different for all of us, but whatever we need to do. And part of that energy, hopefully, is also looking good, right? There are several reasons to, to feel like we look good. Part of it is the external part, right? That first impression others have. And part of it's for us to get our energy where it needs to be. Take the morning off from work. Do whatever you can to make sure that you have that energy when you go. And then a fourth thing, we talked about it already, is follow up, follow up, follow up. Do whatever you can to follow up. LinkedIn, email, phone, whatever the person said they preferred or whatever you feel comfortable doing without being annoying, right? Follow up within 36 hours at the very latest, latest. You can even send a hard copy of your resume if the person didn't want you to call or whatever you can do to do the follow-up. Because again, without that, nothing's going to happen. All of the effort and energy that you might have put into going to the job fair is going to be wasted if we don't do the follow-through, follow-up. The thing I love about follow-up is that it makes you stand out because only, as Tony talked about a few weeks ago, only 20% of people do it. And even at a job fair, that is true. People expect things to happen to them. And so you be one of those people who makes things happen, right? Who does the follow-up. You don't have to be annoying about it to stand out, right? You're just touching base. You're you're connecting on LinkedIn, you're sending them the resume you told them you'd send them, and you'd be amazed at how you will stand out when you do that because others who said they would don't. So do that follow up. So as we close today, just thinking about that, hopefully you've been following us at GetCareerSmart.com. And as job fair season gets into full tilt here, we'll have information on that site as well as at astrategicadvantage.com lists the local job fairs. So if you're in Northern Colorado area, you can check there for local job fairs coming up. And then on GetCareerSmart.com, we'll be posting your Get Career Smart tips each week as we go through the show. So don't forget to tune in next week and we'll keep giving you the tools you need to advance your career and move forward in the direction you want to go. So we will see you next week here on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.